0: Friends, you're listening to Make Out Already. This is Meg, and on this episode, in honor of spooky season, we have our horror whore Deanna come on to talk about another horror film. This one is called After Midnight, streaming on Hulu. It's a 2019 horror slash romance film. It's indie, it's fun, it's cute, it's not too scary, and it's the perfect way to warm up for spooky season. Stay tuned.
1: Hey, Deanna. Hey, Meg. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. We're acting as if
0: we're just now seeing each other for the first time, when in fact we've been hanging out for a couple of hours now. Correct. We've Correct. been brunching and having mimosas mm-hmm. and watching one of your horror recommendations. Yes, we have.
1: It's been an interesting morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was remembering when I had you on the last, which I think was like earlier in the summer to talk about um, Hell Followed With Us yes. by Andrew Joseph White where I was like this this is Deanna our horror whore. <laughs> 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 so that's, that's your official that. title now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so you reached out to us with a few different movie options mm-hmm. as you usually do during spooky season. Yes. And one of them was let the right one in, mm-hmm. which I'm very interested in, but yeah, I vetoed really. because I really want to read the book. I have the book on my shelf right there. We have a horror bookstore in town where I picked it up, and have been looking at it for a couple yeah. of months. We'll
1: we'll put a pin in that
0: one. Yeah, I definitely do want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Is it so? There's a movie where you it's subtitled. Is it
1: Swedish? I think it's Swedish. And then, was there a show that was a remake, or a movie that was, was a remake? There was a movie that was a remake, and even down to the name. I think the name was "Let Me In," okay. and I was like, I feel like you missed everything. Okay, I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the American version. It just looked like stupid vampire movie, and
0: I do love a stupid vampire movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe all three. Maybe okay. read the book, watch the good movie, and then watch what I assume is a bad movie. Without you.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then what was the... We ended up watching
1: After Midnight, which we'll talk yes. about. What was the other option you gave us? Um, I also pitched Promising Young Woman, which is not yeah. exactly a horror movie, but if you're a woman, it's... You get it. You get why it's a mm. horror movie. And it definitely has the vibes.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a the Carrie Mulligan one, right? Mm-hmm. Um So when we first started having you on to talk about horror, and specifically like horror romance kind of crossover, I'm a scaredy cat, so I don't know. You say know. that, but you also
1: like to sneak into horror movies every time this year after we watch a horror movie (laughs) i like
0: (laughs) i liked i'm very i'm what's the word it's like watching a gross man in a speedo or a train (laughs) wreck where i'm like drawn to it i can't resist Mm -hmm. but i also cannot you're a little horror curious. Yeah, I'm horror curious. <laughs> so, like, I'll get on and I'll read really in-depth plot synopses, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I can handle having the visuals in my brain a lot of the time. Sure. Does that does that make any sense? Yeah. I can read horror a lot easier than I can watch it.
1: I I will say I think that good horror does not need to be all jump scares and gore and blood and the visuals that stay mm-hmm. in your brain. It's good to make the audience uncomfortable. It's good to get you thinking, but it doesn't need to be cheap scares. Mm-hmm. Those, those are that's not the horror that represents me. That's not yeah. what I want.
0: And so, what I was going to say was that, like, before we started talking about it, I didn't really know how to define it. I probably mm-hmm. would have said scary elements. Um, there's got to be like some kind of fear for life. Which maybe is a factor, but you had talked about, like, this sort of creeping, pervasive sense of unease mm-hmm. as, like, sort of defining the genre.
1: I, yeah, I think that's a, a good way to sum it up. Um, horror doesn't have to be fear for your life. It doesn't have to end the world. Mm-hmm. It just has to take you out of your comfort zone, mm. which I think fits a lot of other genres as well. Mm-hmm. But I think horror can be life and game-changing for, mm-hmm. for the characters within it. And that could be good or bad. Not all horror movies have a sad or terrible ending. Mm-hmm. Some of the nice, happy endings. You just have to go through the horror first.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about... We watched Midsommar from, mm-hmm. for one year... We watched Spring last year, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. And both of them are horror, but they have like very optimistic endings where it's sort of like a new take on life or new approach.
1: I I think that horror can almost be like hitting rock bottom
0: Mm, in life.
1: Like the oh, worst, yeah, that's things, horrific. The worst, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, it's, a, it's horrible. It's the worst thing that can happen. But it's also it can also be the best thing that happens to you because you don't know where you can go until you hit that bottom, mm-hmm. and then it's it's up from there. You know what you don't want to do anymore, and you know what can be better.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that applies to after midnight. Yes. Which you described as like a romance with horror in the wings. Yeah, I think that's safe. Um, I think I would describe it as a horror. (laughs) Really? Just because of some of the elements which Mm -hmm. we'll get into. Um, But this is a 2019 horror slash romance. And I would throw
1: comedy on there too.
0: Definitely, yeah. Yeah.
1: I it, think at least Bubba. I don't. Wait, wait. <laughs> that's his name.
0: <laughs> wait, yeah,
1: Bubba, as he's known by his friends.
0: And Is this an independent?
1: Yes, I believe Distributed so. by
0: Cranked Up Films.
1: I'm not familiar. Yeah. They uh, they keep it small. I know. I'm not familiar with any of their other movies, but they kind of do a mix of genres mm-hmm. in their filmmaking. It definitely
0: no. has an indie feel to it, mm-hmm. but not
1: in a way that is distracting. No, it. I feel like it has kind of a similar, not really tone, but it lives in the same world as Spring. Definitely. Like. Yeah, for sure. Horror and, is there, but it's not the only thing that's there.
0: Right, and they keep they keep it small, in the sense that like there's a small cast. They don't really go overboard with, like, Mm -hmm. effects. The world is pretty real other than Mm -hmm. the, like, horror or monster aspects of it. So that it doesn't... They're not swinging for the fences Mm -hmm. with, like, too small of a budget. Like, it's not distracting that it's so
1: indie. And I, I think a lot of the big budget horror movies, there's this need to define the monster and really dig into the origins and Mm. oh who why why did it become a monster why is it why is it bothering them Mm -hmm. and what (laughs) the monster is just it's just a thing that's happening
0: yeah it's not it's not the
1: most important thing in anyone's life no it's just a roadblock
0: it's not explained and it doesn't feel like it needs to be explained Mm. for the story
1: I don't think I would enjoy it if they
0: did explain it. This is, like, my first... (laughs) My first scary movie that I watched, I think, like, ever was Signs. No, 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 no. The Village, also (sighs) by M. Night Shyamalan. And I was, like, so fucking scared. And then they showed what I'm supposed to be, like, scared of. Mm -hmm. And then I was like... (laughs) Right? Right. (laughs) I know is like a, a costume in and of itself or whatever, but I just feel like it's so much better when the questions are left unanswered. So this movie is on, we watched it on Hulu. It stars Jeremy Gardner and he's he's our main character. His love interest is Brea. Brea? Grant? It's Brea. And uh, it's, a really, it's a really small cast and it's set in a small backwoods hick town in Florida, we think. Yeah, I believe it's Florida. Four hours from Miami, so it's got to be in Florida.
1: It has Um, a very sweaty, swampy feel.
0: Everyone is sweaty throughout.
1: Very (laughs) (laughs) Florida-like.
0: Um, And we're told the story kind of through present day and flashbacks, all happening around his partner Abby's birthday. Mm -hmm. So, like, we see the first of her birthday that they celebrate together in their relationship. At this point, he's introducing her to his family's
1: plantation, plantation
0: home. <laughs> She's like, "This is this where you live? And he's like, yeah. Well, no, but it's been in my family for years or forever. And I'm like, okay, so you know what that means. Like, mm-hmm. your family, 100% yeah. owns slaves, so we're just going to, I guess, gloss over that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we see a couple of subsequent birthdays where things are really bubbly and happy yeah. and we're contrasting that with the situation he's currently in which is number one very sweaty very sweaty uh lots of beer being drunk uh, it does
1: not have the same glow to it <laughs> and I, I will say i noticed the flashbacks got gradually dimmer for sure as they went along yeah so abby has left him a note saying that
0: she needs some Space. Mm-hmm. She has to
1: go away for a while. She has to go
0: away for a while, and he's seemingly falling apart. Um, She's not
1: answering his calls. Mm-mm. She's not getting back to him. No, we don't know where she is. And at night,
0: he is posting <laughs> up on the couch in their entryway. The couch is pushed up against the front doors, and we're like, "What? Why? What? What is he doing?" And Toward the very beginning, we see him take a shotgun and blow a hole through mm-hmm. the front door. And we see some scratches on the outside of the front door. We hear
1: some growling. We hear some ruckus outside. Yeah. Undefined ruckus.
0: But he's also drunk every
1: night. Right. So
0: there's like an unreliable narrator aspect right. to it.
1: And I, and I think I, I get that too from the flashbacks where I didn't... I wanted to believe him in the current because everything looked very real. Mm -hmm. The flashbacks, they had this little gold tint to them and everything was perfect and it was daydreamy, which I'm not, I wasn't buying. Sure. But it told me that he was not reliable.
0: Right. So he's got a few buddies in town. He runs the bar in town. Mm -hmm. Um, The buddies are kind
1: of... Well, one of them is the sheriff, and I believe it's Abby's brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: hey. then the other is Wade. Who's <laughs> my personal favorite character. Who takes a shot from the bar mat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was hard to watch. He calls it a gorilla fart. <laughs> and it was, I wonder what was actually in the glass. It was really brown. It was like coffee, kind oh. of. <laughs> I,
1: ugh. <laughs> I could taste it. Yeah. <laughs> it tasted like me. stomach acid oh, and bacteria. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> so he's
0: got friends, one of whom is not at all supportive, and the other one yeah. is supportive but still not really, like, believing. They, they think he's just kind of losing it because Abby has left, mm-hmm. and he's maybe hitting the bottle a bit too hard.
1: And it's pretty clear in the way he interacts with the friends. Well, the, the sheriff, who is her brother, mm-hmm. has... Definitely has some resentments toward him because he hasn't married his sister. Yep. He makes a comment about we should have been family by now. So this is there's been a lot of pressure, not just from Abby, but clearly from all of their friends and family. Right. To get this going. And he's just been digging into his demons yeah. in backwoods, Florida.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we learned through that conversation that The main character Hank and Abby have been dating for 10 years at this point. Mm -hmm. So we have like 10 years of birthday flashbacks to draw on. And it's at first really confusing. Like, why would she leave? Because the flashbacks are also rosy. Mm -hmm. And then we start seeing some that are a little bit more recent where like their Mm. friends are getting married. They have friends who are having kids and it Mm -hmm. feels like they're just sort of staying the same. Um, and there was a birthday where he got our cat, Mm -hmm. and that was, like, all cute or whatever, and now in the present day, we're seeing, like, very full cat bowls that the food has not been disturbed, which is some of Hank's evidence as to why he doesn't think it's, like, a black bear, because a black bear would have eaten all the cat food. Sure. Um, but we don't know where our precious baby cat is. Oh, sweet baby. Although we do eventually yeah. <laughs> find the cat. What's his name? Darby? Darby. So it we're, we're reaching a point. He's tried to capture some pictures of it. Mm-hmm. He has successfully injured it with a gunshot once yes. because we see some blood evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes home from getting sloshed at the bar that he owns. Yeah. There was kind of a vibe with the bartender. Well...
1: It was unrequited he, from her. I right. Thought. And I I was curious about that because when he's having the conversation with Abby later and she she doesn't understand what he's waiting for. She thinks that he looks at other girls and he's... I, I didn't know if that was actually the case or if he was being a self-fulfilling prophecy there. Mm. Like, she already thinks I do it. I might as well mm. do it. She's not here. Yeah. But it was... Uh, I'm glad she said she'd see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My ride's
0: here. <laughs> but he comes home from that to find the door to his house open. The mm-hmm. couch that he barricades the door with is tossed aside. Right. So he he's grabs a shotgun. He's kind of going through the bottom floor of the house. We hear rumbling upstairs. And it's sort of, like, we don't really see it, but it's implied mm-hmm. that the monster then, like, comes downstairs and runs out the front door. And he's, like, shooting at it, and he's chasing it out into the dark woods.
1: Right. It's no like, flashlight, flashlight, no Yeah.
0: lights. The, the screen lights. is black. Yes. Except for the moments when he's firing the gun mm-hmm. and, like, the flash of the gunpowder illuminates. We hear little Darby oh, meowing. Because so um, at this point, I was, like... Is the monster Abby? Is the monster Darby? Yes. Um, Is the monster in his brain? Is it a function of his alcoholism? Yes. Um, But we see illuminated in one of the flashes, very briefly, what appears to be a monster, just just in the words of Hank, (laughs) taking a bite out of Darby like an apple. Yeah. So, RIP. Poor baby. To Darby. Poor baby. (laughs) the next day Abby returns she does which answered questions for me because I was like is she alive
1: Mm -hmm. um is she the monster I have no idea I I was having a hard time letting go with her not being the monster Mm -hmm. like you've been in Miami have you been in Miami yeah have you been around Mm Mm-hmm. But she has stories about eating tamales and Cuban food and going to baseball games and, and all her of this class living. Reunion. Yeah, and I get that. I get wanting more than Podunk, Florida, but I think that was maybe not the best way to handle that. Mm-hmm. Just to just fuck off for a yeah, month. just to fuck off and go think about it by yourself if you're gonna have a yeah.
0: I was also unclear on how long she had been gone, so mm-hmm. that answered that question. The four yeah. weeks was how long she'd been gone. That's They'd... an
1: awful long time to not communicate.
0: And I'm assuming she'd been in touch with her brother because he wasn't like worried about her well being. Or... Mm-hmm. Um, so they bury Darby, and that night they're like waiting up to see if the monster is going to come. She is skeptical, as everyone as she is. Should be. He sort of is, like, half-joking, half-not-joking. Like, are you a shapeshifter? Are you, like, a fucking werewolf?
1: I was kind of waiting for it. I've seen a lot of werewolf movies. I was kind of waiting for her to transform. Yeah. she never did.
0: No. Never did. But they end up having it out, kind of, like, about why she left and what their relationship has become. And basically that, like, she puts it out there that, like, she had different plans for her life... She fell into this relationship with him, and she loves him, but, like, it's not seemingly going anywhere, and she's not happy just staying in Mm -hmm. their little town. And, like, has he even thought about the things that would make her happy? And The answer is no, not really. No. No. Uh, They end up going to bed, and the next day is her birthday, and they're like four friends, one of whom we've never seen before. The no. scene.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't sure who she was, because it definitely yeah. isn't the sheriff's lady. Because he's, I know he's family, but he's an asshole. <laughs> an asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they
1: come over to do
0: really awkward four person karaoke in their house. They home.
1: Do. It is entertaining and cringy and kind of sweet,
0: I yeah. guess.
1: Yeah, I mean Wade gets another shining moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did like her. Um, her brown wine that she brings. Yeah, yeah. I, Well, and that's that's what I kind of wondered about their relationship and living in that town because you have this big ass plantation. Mm-hmm. Like, was there a dream of turning this into a vineyard or? Mm. Making your own wine. She's very much a wine snob. She's always talking about her what the five S's mm-hmm. of wine tasting. Swirl. Sniff. sniff see. See. Sip. S- savor. Is that it? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is, it looks like it's part of like the only dream that she's able to get going. Yeah. In this town.
0: Right.
1: And there are. He's really sweet about it. They're all teasing her because the wine turned brown. And Mm -hmm. he is backing her up.
0: That's true. Yeah. But as they're tasting this wine, her asshole brother... Asshole. (laughs) ...is like, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Which is the fact that Hank is losing his marbles and thinks that there's a monster out here. Um, And he's just sort of like... People are going to be like, okay, right, that's enough. He's like, no, we need to talk about it. This guy's been... Acting crazy. Yeah, he,
1: he, oof. Just a holier-than-thou vibe coming off this guy. Mm-hmm. Because he's, he's management. He's, he's the police.
0: Mm. You're the police which, of, already, like,
1: a 200-person town. Ooh. Which
0: was our first clue that he was an mm. asshole. He's a cop. um, And Hank kind of, he handles it pretty well. hmm abby's like telling her brother to stop and hank's like you know what you you know he's right that i've been an asshole lately probably more than lately i've been an asshole been selfish i've not been thinking about what makes you happy abby i should have Mm -hmm. you know proposed to you already because that's what you know that's something that you want out of life but i'm not wrong about this monster and then (laughs) he's like but wait a minute and he goes and grabs the karaoke machine. And this is a flashback to the first of her birthdays they spent together, where they're playing a mixtape that he made for a
1: previous girlfriend. Right. She finds it in the boombox that <laughs> yeah. has been left behind in this home. And it says, for Julie.
0: And it's only got one song on it over and over, so you don't have to rewind the tape. What's the song?
1: It's "Stay" by Lisa Loeb. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, solid. A classic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he starts serenading her via the karaoke machine while their four friends just sit quietly around the table. And
1: I kind of loved this about this movie. Like, this is something you only see in an independent film where he sings the whole song. Yeah, like, he was does not it in a bridge version. No, <laughs> it's super sweet and super. Uh, so uncomfortable, yeah. but also that's nice.
0: She she's very moved by it. Yes. Um, and it's sort of like a he's committing to be a better partner mm-hmm. to her. He's committing to, he has outright said, let's sell this huge house that I'm never gonna fix up, and like do some traveling, yeah, let's do some more things that you wanna, wanna do go. because you like you are enough for me. So she's super touched by this, and we're like watching him sing this full, like, almost four minutes of song. Yeah.
1: And then... <laughs> and then we remembered that it was a horror movie because the fucking monster pops out and attacks him, just comes in from the outside of the screen, and tackles him to the ground. <laughs> While
0: he's holding the karaoke mic still.
1: And everyone at the table is like... Ah! <laughs> And everyone in the audience of us screamed because we forgot what we were watching for a minute. They lull we'll us into
0: complacency with a three and a half minutes of Lisa Loeb. Oh
1: my gosh, this is so
0: peaceful. Fuck monster! <laughs> and then he pops up and he's like covered in blood. And they're all like, oh, my fucking gun. He's like chasing it, and the stupid police officer brother is like, Find his shotgun, find his shotgun. <laughs> What's are the police? Why don't you have a gun?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What else? Yeah, that's out of
0: character (laughs) for a police officer, right? Um, So he's Hank is chasing the monster like through the house, and it goes into the side room where he has this like bust of a deer like trophy that he's killed and he yanks the fucking antlers off of it Yep, (laughs) and he starts stabbing the monster with them like they're like basically in an embrace yeah and he's kind of like stabbing like this um and like you see blood you know
1: flying onto him or whatever um and it's pretty prolonged oh yeah yeah he i mean there is no doubt that 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 thing is dead
0: yeah um, and he, I, I wasn't sure about the extent of his, his injuries. injuries. we will um, never know. Everyone has now made it to the doorway of the room where he's been stabbing the monster. The cop finally has the shotgun. Uh,
1: <laughs> and she puts her hand down. Yeah, she, she's like,
0: no, we don't need that. This. She's holding a bottle of wine that has rolled across the floor mm-hmm. like she's going to wield it as a weapon. Um, but the thing is dead. And he sort
1: of, like, hauls himself off of the corpse. But he's still on the ground, very much in a one-knee position. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Covered in blood, and he's sort of, like, staggering over there. And he's like, oh, I was going to give you that bottle of wine
1: here. Do you want to drink another case of this shit with me? And he flips it around, and you can see the ring sitting in the bottom of it. Yeah.
0: And...
1: Uh... We're on the cusp of her saying
0: yes. She's, Which
1: she's going to say yes. Yeah, she's got she a has very affirming look on her face. By his speech, his song, his monster killing, and his gesture. Yeah. He did the things that he needed to do.
0: And then the movie ends.
1: Yep, just like really that. Really <laughs> suddenly, like,
0: how long do you think from when the monster bursts in on his karaoke until the end? It there couldn't it have been
1: more than two or three minutes. Yeah, almost, yeah. It was. That is the end. But- <laughs> and we're like sitting so are fucking reeling as the credits roll. <laughs> but I, I, it did. I mean, it worked for me because I, I felt like this entire movie, the monster is just scene dressing. It's not. It's not the important part of the story. It is the the relationship between the two of them. The obstacles that they have encountered and that they need to work through if they're going to stay together. And they worked through those and here comes the monster and now we've taken care of it. So I have a lot of thoughts. I had
0: some thoughts about what the monster was to begin with. Mm -hmm. But then the way that it all resolves at that very final (laughs) few minutes (laughs) made it clear to me. I think that this monster... You said, like, they're working through issues. I really think it was more about, like, him working through issues. His own personal monster. I think it's, like, his immaturity, maybe. Yeah. Because the monster's coming around when he's, like, being self-indulgent and, like, Mm -hmm. drinking too much. And then when he finally decides to, like, be a better partner and be a better person and not be, like, as complacent in his own life... Mm-hmm. That's when he has to like literally kill. Yes, he has that to face part his of monster. Yeah. yeah, and like I felt like when they were basically in that mm-hmm. embrace where he was killing him, like okay, they're they're one and the same. And so it totally makes sense that then like he's covered in like the blood of mm-hmm. this like former version of himself yeah. as he's like
1: finally. So yeah, because I I suppose the monster could be like a literal manifestation from him. Yeah, if you want to get horror about it yeah because it really I mean it is only interested in him it's only interested in coming in his house it's not really trying to eat him it's just terrorizing him mm-hmm. and bringing out all of his worst qualities and making him face them
0: mm-hmm. and I I mean it definitely seems metaphorical but it was also like at the end they were all gathered there and it, it seems that they have seen it mm-hmm. but they're also like not really that faced by it Like, they're all just kind of standing there at the end while he's, like, down on one knee. And, like, she seems pretty composed, frankly. (laughs) I'm like, are you all seeing this? Or is this just, like, an (laughs) internal thing that's happening? Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I And that kind of... I mean, I've definitely had those people in my life that say, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to work on this. I've had a lot of shitty relationships. Who us? <laughs> who hasn't? <laughs> and you see the same patterns come up. Maybe it gets better for a week, a month, but they don't. They're the same person. Mm-hmm. And it was him having the audience of the people in his life who he's probably been saying, oh, I'm going to cut back on drinking. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take the next step with Abby. Whatever he's been saying all this time. Yeah. You see him actually confronting Everything at once. That's true. And they're all just watching, like, like an is accountability this for thing? real. Yeah, yeah. that's an interesting way to think of. It. And I I hope he doesn't die. I know he got attacked. <laughs> but there was a, a side part of my brain that was like oh, like is he going to become that? But mm. I, I, I don't think that's important. Yeah. I also think it might have indeed been an alien. Yeah. Based the on answer the context. is aliens. <laughs> <laughs> And if that's the case, I think he's fine. I think he's fine.
0: (laughs) He killed a non-human
1: biologic,
0: as they say in the congressional hearing. (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
1: I mean, they're not going to look like us, according to Wade. They're going to be, like, really fucked up. Like a squid with six eyes. (laughs) It doesn't, like, see. It sees, like, emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe that is it. Could be. It was just, it was hunting his emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. Hunting that immaturity <laughs> right out of there. <laughs> so were there any sort of classic horror themes, motifs that you notice
1: in the movie? Um, I mean, other than there being a monster. Mm-hmm. I, I think the setup, especially in the beginning, it kind of stays away from it in the end and you go back to more just a drama. Mm-hmm. But... The way it's coming at night, the way there's that build up, waiting in between, like we have an attack and then, it's daytime, mm-hmm. and no one believes him. That's that's pretty typical of some kind of a a horror attack montage. Mm-hmm. So, it it definitely fit in there, like gradually building those stakes until you have your horror climax,
0: right? Yeah. And I felt like it was while there was some blood, mm-hmm. it was definitely not too gory. I would not say I felt like scared. Really, mm-hmm. I was shocked when his karaoke was interrupted. <laughs> um, but and it's also like what, like an hour and twenty minutes or something. So yeah. it's very like palatable.
1: Mm-hmm. The horror is really minimal yeah. in this movie. It's mostly talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, Which I think is about
0: the relationship.
1: Yeah. And I, I really didn't mind it. I, they were sitting there on the, uh, in the little entranceway waiting for the monster. Just the way that it was filmed and acted, it was like watching a small play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like yeah. I felt like I was in that scene and I could, I kind of wondered what, what the background of this story was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I could, I mean, I could definitely see this being a stage. Production. Yeah,
0: I think it would
1: translate, yeah. frankly. Because you don't need to see the monster. No. Um, what do you think of the monster itself? <laughs> um,
0: I would have preferred really to not see it at mm-hmm. all, I think. But we don't no. see it very
1: much. No. It
0: sort of had a hedgehog-like quality. Yeah.
1: A <laughs> little, little uh, almost like predator Tendrils. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you familiar with Predator?
0: I haven't watched it. I've seen bits of it.
1: Yeah, Predator is not eh, horror sci-fi. Mm-hmm. He's a terrifying little bastard, an <laughs> alien. Yeah. So, and maybe that's what they were trying to nod at.
0: Yeah. But we see its body sort of in our periphery, laying mm-hmm. on
1: the, all mangled on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> at the end. regretting its decision <laughs> to attack. <laughs> But, you know, when you see emotion, that's, I guess that's what you do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was just pouring out of Hank in that moment.
1: He's like, I can't
0: resist. (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite part of the whole movie was, this is the day after Hank has managed to wound the monster. Mm -hmm. There's like a blood splatter on the front porch (laughs) and Wade's like, Yep, that's that's a blood puddle. Um, so he's, he's got Wade, and they're, like, walking through the forest during the day, I guess just to see what can be seen. He looks, Hank looks very edgy. And mm-hmm. um, Wade is talking about fucking ancient aliens. <laughs> on, on, what is it, like, National he Geographic? It, oh,
1: he watched it on Discovery. Discovery. <laughs> during the day. <laughs> it's very important to a story. Like this is this is normalized. Yeah.
0: Uh, so Wade is just being a real one. He's got a hatchet in hand, and they're wandering through the woods. Um, and then Hank kind of stops at a certain point, and he's like, "Abby left."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Wade's like, "Ah, oh, shit! I knew something else was going on, like other than this like monster situation. Mm-hmm. That I didn't ask about it. I'm an asshole." And he's like, no, oh, no, it's okay. And then he's like, are you okay, yeah. buddy? And then they like share this friend hug in the middle. It's very oh, so sweet. It's, so sweet. Yeah. it's like non toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> and he I, calls Wade
1: Bubba throughout the whole thing. which I—that's some sort of southern term of endearment. Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. And I mean, yes, there is there is in fact a monster, but. It's very easy to do that if you have something big that you're going through that you really don't want to deal with to take something much smaller and more manageable and be like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Let's all fixate on this instead. And then the other people in your life are like, but is it because your wife left or your house burned down? Maybe don't worry so much about, I don't know. This alien that <laughs> <laughs> you lost your favorite shoes. I don't know whatever yeah. your, your fake problem on it is. Yeah. Totally, totally. So I could see from the Bubba perspective not wanting to, or seeing him transfer his emotions to something else. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. <laughs> <laughs> Precious, disgusting Precious baby angel. They really zoom in on him eating those boiled peanuts. Oh, like, it's so gross. His mouth is so wet, <laughs> <on the> outside. <laughs> he's so, he's
1: so. Yeah, he clearly needs a little time away from all of his nuggets, mm-hmm. as wife calls them. Yeah, <laughs> their children. <laughs> he's a dad. That's why he drinks the bar mat. It's a free drink. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah.
0: Uh, I'm just we're looking at the we've googled the movie and I want to look at some of the audience reviews yes, please. it averages a
1: 2.8
0: hmm um, let's there's see there's
1: a lot of angry people down there
0: let's see uh, subtle suspense the creature not being obvious they liked uh, a story where you're wondering if you're watching a man going through depression and hallucinating a monster mm-hmm. from his declining mental health mixed with alcohol abuse, or whether it's actually real. Yep, that's exactly yeah. what I... If you want blood and gore, this is not for you. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um I wonder why there are so many low... Here's a one star. Bland, boring, and dragging for far too long. Oh. Nothing ever happens.
1: See, I, I do think this was probably a difficult movie for some horror fans because it's not it's not a hardcore horror
0: yeah it might be like it might be one of those awkward between genre Mm -hmm. spaces where it's like for people who are into horror who might be more inclined to watch something that's a horror slash romance it's not enough horror sure but for people who are into romance they may not be seeking out a horror
1: slash romance and one of the things that I love about horror is that it doesn't fit neatly into one box and if it does it's probably not very good yeah like if it's if it's being produced by Blumhouse and it's just formulaic Mm -hmm. what's the point (laughs) Mm -hmm. good horror should be it should be making you uncomfortable it should push limits and it doesn't it never gets enough credit but there have been some incredible horror movies since film existed and they push boundaries they push acting, storytelling, I, I like being able to check new boxes mm-hmm. with horror. And I think this does a good job of that. Yeah. I
0: think that if you watch this movie and enjoy it, you will also really enjoy Sparing. Oh, definitely. we watched last year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no reason that horror needs to be just strictly jump scare and bloody and freaky monster design. It should be able to elicit other emotions from you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm looking for. So I'm always gonna bring you all different recommendations. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you, like me, enjoyed this movie, enjoyed Spring, do you have any others that you think you could recommend?
1: Um, oh, I this might have been list. Um I would recommend the endless. It's by the same filmmakers as did Spring. Okay. But it's it's a very different vibe. It's about two brothers who grew up in a cult. Okay. They were they were I think they were all orphans (laughs) and they were taken in by the cult and they escaped. I don't know if they escaped. They got out. Okay. It's a little vague on how that went down. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they get they get a letter from someone within and they're like hey we hope everything's good we're just you know checking in and the younger brother doesn't have a strong memory no. of being in the cult so he's he's just curious he wants to see he needs this closure in his life he wants to go back and see what it's all about he remembers these people that they were kind to him he doesn't remember anything bad about it mm-hmm. so he convinces the other brother to go back for a visit and to see what's up. And it's not just... Saying it's a cult is not really fair. Okay. It's a commune, and there is something else going on.
0: Okay.
1: Something cosmic, something otherworldly. Okay. But it's it's worth a watch. Not a romance, but there's a nice uh, relationship drama between the brothers mm-hmm. as they've grown up the brother, oldest brother has been the protector, he's been the parent, and he's been the sibling mm-hmm. to this younger younger sibling. And it's nice to see them kind of confront their past and transform mm-hmm. and grow together. So I would recommend The Endless. Is that streaming anywhere? Oh I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's I wanna say maybe like 2016,
0: 17. Oh, I was right. 2017. Damn, you're good. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on Tubi, on Peacock. You can rent it from <laughs> uh, Amazon. Oh, apparently you can just watch the whole thing on YouTube. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Easy enough. Wait, are you telling me there's the same guy? Yeah. Weird. Uh, okay. Horror hmm. must be like a little bit of a small world.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. The only... Big horror directors right now that I'm really into are Mike Flanagan. He can't do any wrong. He He's the one who created uh, The Haunting of Hill House okay. and Midnight Mass. If you all haven't watched that, you need to watch that. It Can is, I handle? Yes. It's also, <laughs> okay. I don't want to spoil anything. It also has a very culty vibe. Okay. But more of like a Jonestown okay. cult. That's we referenced didn't. in this movie mm-hmm. we just watched. Yeah, that's well, it's all I could think about when I was watching that movie. I was like, they don't want to be in a cult. It's just kind of a last. Resort. Anyway, it's a great it's a great show. It's on Netflix. Uh, that one hits hard. Okay.
0: <laughs> I have some friends who have enjoyed it. I just thought it was maybe
1: a little too hard for me. Um, it definitely has some scares, but it's more the the human drama that's that hits hard. Okay. You can handle it. It's spooky okay. season, man.
0: <laughs> I think it's because it has a uh, like religious connotation to mm-hmm. the title. I'm thinking of like demons, which is something no. I don't fuck with.
1: You, it will not be that, not at all. But I don't want to spoil what it is.
0: Okay. There Fair is enough. a
1: supernatural element, but it's definitely not demons. Okay. Uh, yeah, the the religious aspect begins to overwhelm though. The, um, mm-hmm. that's where it kind of transforms into the cult okay Okay. <sighs> religious trauma you'll, you'll feel it you'll feel it <laughs> catholic church <word>? yeah. <laughs> lots Damn. of flashbacks
0: thank you for doing more wonderful recommendations and watching this movie with me even though you've seen <laughs> it already <laughs> well thank you for watching it with me and enjoying some a lovely fall morning and finally is starting to feel like full. Mm-hmm. Being a billion thousand degrees. A yeah. billion thousand. A billion thousand. That's a scientific term. <laughs> sure. All right, folks, we'll have links in the show notes and uh, hopefully we'll have Deanna on again to talk about let the right one in at some mm-hmm. point.
1: I'll be back. <laughs> You'll be hearing from me.
0: <laughs> so until next time, air kisses. Mwah.